Nothing but the best. The official drive with Lloyd Paul. The National Institute for Communicable Diseases, NICD, says it continues to monitor COVID-19 trends both uh, nationally and abroad. Concerns have been raised after a person who had travelled from India tested positive for coronavirus in South Africa. Now, in a statement, the NICD's acting executive director, Professor Adrian Purin, says the institution has tremendous empathy for the dire situation that is unfolding in India, and I would like to see the uh, to reassure South African public that we're keeping a close eye on developments. He added, to date, the B1617 variant has not been detected in South Africa and any suspected cases will be investigated. Um, the NICD says uh, testing of COVID-19 positive samples from travellers entering South Africa from India and their close contacts will be prioritised. So let's discuss this further now with Dr. Ramnik Aluwalia. He's the CEO of Higher Health, an agency mandated by the Department of Higher Education to safeguard student health and well-being in higher learning institutions. Good afternoon, Doctor. Welcome to Lotus FM. How are you? Good afternoon, sir. It's such an honor. Thank you very much. Now, firstly, Doc, help us understand the COVID-19 variant in India. What is it and why is it spreading so quickly? You know, it's a, it's a, uh, uh, you know, it's actually sometimes called a double mutant. Some some people are calling it a triple mutant. It's kind of a misnomer at this moment, you know. Um, this variant, in reality, is actually uh, a variant that has been first detected in India, and as much as we now know it as a B one six, it's called a B one six one seven. But the reality is, it's, it's we've seen about thirteen mutations in the same variant, and out of uh, the thirteen mutations, there are about three mutations that are of huge concern for us because they are on the spike protein. And for the first time, we've seen about two kind of mutations on the same variant, which are resembling to a couple of variants that we have experienced in the world around, and which makes the situation a bit more complex. So uh, one of the, the, the mutations that we've seen on the same uh, mutant, uh, the, the, the variant that's causing the havoc in India at this moment, is a variant that's very similar to the variant that was first detected in, in California. And the second mutation that we have seen on the on the spike protein is a very is is, is a kind of a mutation that resembles to the variant that was in South Africa or uh, the P1 in Brazil. Now, what does that apply? Is that that the virus is mutating quite intensively, and once it's mutating, it formulates itself into a form that it suddenly becomes highly transmissible. And then it's these, these kind of second mutate, mutation that I spoke about, uh, like the mutation that was first detected in, in South Africa, makes it also a kind of a, of a variant that starts escaping uh, or become an escape mutant that escapes the natural immunity of, 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 of probably the Indians who had this virus in the first wave, which means people might be highly susceptible towards a reinfection. And that is exactly what concerns does the Indian second wave is trying to to tell, is that that the, the virus is evolving, the virus is mutating, the virus is trying to survive in human bodies, it's trying to change its color, it's trying to change its shape to become so adaptable that it first of all becomes highly transmissible, 
And secondly, it starts becoming such a form that it starts escaping the natural immunity, which people would have built in probably because they would have got the infection probably in the first wave from a different variant or the original COVID virus that, that caused the havoc around the whole world when it moved around. And, and that's something that is to be watched and concerned. And these kind of mutations, which we know are going to keep on evolving, the question keeps looming to us is how as a country and how as a nation we need to keep on being prepared towards ensuring that we do not fall into trap of another third brutal wave that we just crossed a second wave. Uh, Doc, let's pick up on that, uh, what you just mentioned there, because, I mean, there are lessons about the situation in India and other countries, including South Africa, that we can learn. But like you said, you know, um, a third wave, it could be looming and it could be a matter of time. But how do we navigate this and what lessons can we learn as well from India? So I think uh, the first thing is um, the variant, there are multiple variants that are causing the the whole second wave in India. And there's also the possibility that, you know, there's also the variant from UK and the variant that was first detected in South Africa, which have also been one of the reasons into this, uh, and also obviously the new mutant variant that we're talking about. So these are multiple variants that are causing different parts of the country going through a massive surge. Now, there's, there's a possibility that our natural immunity that we've just gone through our second wave might be good enough or self-sufficient enough to not let these variants affect our country. But what we also know is that the, the virus will keep mutating and there is a high possibility through cross-migration happening. If not in South Africa, from any part of the world, the virus, the, mutate, the mutant virus can come to South Africa and start spreading quite aggressively if it changes the form into a highly transmissible or a kind of an escape mutant. Now, what we need to watch as a country is these cluster outbreaks. For example, you saw the rage party in Belito. What we saw uh, uh, University of Pretoria very recently with a cluster outbreak. Now, when you have a cluster outbreak in a congregate setting where many people become positive, then you have to see whether it is because of uh, the already um, the, the variant that was causing the whole uh, the wave, the second wave, and the variant that's been existent in South Africa, or if it's a new mutant or a new variant that has come and started causing so many cluster outbreaks, so many people becoming positive. And if that can be early detected, um, effective lockdowns, uh, good communication, uh, early prevention, and putting systems together to ensure that we do not fall into what India has been seeing as part of a very brutal second wave. And I think India's, the other lesson to learn from India is the, the, um, the, 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 the behavior of people, the fatigueness of, of people and, and not following the, the norms of how to prevent a COVID infection, which we all know spreads from one human to the other and how it spreads, the wearing of masks and the basic essentials that we have, the tools to fight this infection. They were all uh, moved away. The religious gatherings that we saw in India, the political rallies we saw, these are all the reasons of where the cluster of people came together, outbreaks started happening, and it moved very quickly to become a... Uh, and there was a, a, a evolution. And also remembering that if the virus moves from 
one human to the other, it also has a higher probability of starting mutations because it has a life to move from one individual to the other. And I think that's the all reminder that we as South Africa should not um, and we should learn uh, as much as we also fatigued, we also tired, we are experiencing exactly what India and the other parts of the world are doing. But what we need to learn is that we need to learn what's happening in India should not happen to any other part of the world. Now, Doc, let's zone in very quickly on the importance of vaccination and uh, as a result, um, natural immunity. Will that be enough as well to protect us from uh, this mutant? It is, it is quite clear that the vaccine-induced immunity is far stronger than the natural immunity. And natural immunity is if I get COVID and I get an immune response in my body, um, whether it's an asymptomatic response or a mildly symptomatic response. What I'm trying to tell you is the vaccine response is always going to be as strong. And so vaccines play a very major role in producing immunity into humans to fight variants of COVID. Um, what is not clear is that whether the virus will mutate to a kind of a variant that can also start defeating the vaccine mutations. Well, that will only be with time and science will start telling us. And we need to keep vigilance. But definitely, the vaccine-induced mutation is the most critical, game-changing um, role player in this whole fight against the COVID. And, the, and, and it's clear that the immunity produced by a vaccine is far stronger. Now, getting vaccinated and promoting vaccination is very, very critical. With time, we will start realizing that whether this virus changes its shape to become kind of like an influenza virus, where every year we produce a, produce a, a new uh, vaccine which is more predominantly to the new kind of a strain of the of the virus or of a particular variant which is more um, more predominant kind of evolving mutation to the same virus strain. So that will be something that will come up with time for us to understand. But irrespective, vaccination will be the biggest tool to curb this virus or to, to eliminate this virus or to suppress this virus in its entirety. Now, Doc, uh, should South Africa be banning travel from India? Um, what's your take? See, I think uh, you must remember, you know, we say this is an Indian mutant, but it's actually a mutant detected in India. Already, this virus is already detected in 20 other countries, irrespective. Now, um, the, 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 the reality is what we as South Africa needs to do and every part of the world needs to do is put the system of that anybody coming from any part of the world into our country or our country person going to any part of the world needs to follow the the testing guideline the quarantine and isolation guidelines and a, and, a, and a direct vigilance guidelines on any individual because we can't stop trade to happen. We can't stop economy to, to close down. But what we need to put is rigorous measures towards ensuring that cross-migration of humans is, is kind of checked or tested or quarantined to that particular time period for us to keep vigilance on the virus. 
And the most important part is that at this moment, India, we already know, has going through a brutal way. So chances of people coming from India are predominantly very high with the virus into our country. So the strict quarantine and isolation and testing for any traveler from India becomes a very, very important and inevitable thing that our country needs to impose into and put into. And that's exactly how the government will be approaching to this whole thing. Doc, tell us about the situation at higher learning institutions in South Africa and how the impact of COVID-19 is being managed. So, in, in, in the post-school system, remember, we are a congregate setting. And, and as this virus evolves, one thing is also coming very clear, that the, the, that the new variants have a very high affinity to young people. Uh, and young adults. Um, if you look at South African data, the 21 to 30 have the highest um, uh, prevalence of the COVID, uh, comp- and the second highest will be 30 to 40, which clearly shows the young adulthood, which is very highly exposed. And they are the same population which are predominantly also the most mildly symptomatic or asymptomatic people. And the post-school system is, is predominantly a system of, of young people around. But what we've been able to achieve so far is we've been able to develop some very strict protocols that we launched as early as April last year, which has helped us to kind of put a mechanism of systems to ensure that the, 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 the congregate setting, which is very vulnerable to an, a pandemic like COVID, is kind of uh, preventable and minimized. Now, how do I say that is we launched even a digital toolkit, which is free uh, on USSD, WhatsApp or um, or, uh, or a web form where every student entering into an institution needs to screen COVID. Uh, it doesn't need to have a smartphone. You need to have any device. It's totally free that you do your screening every day before you leave your residence or your home. And you need to attain a green passport to enter an institution. Now, how does this help is, this helps to only remove COVID rejection only through uh, a, a thermal meter, which is not the, the, the ideal scenario of catching the disease. Secondly, it also prevents congestion at the gates, where people are congregating together to enter into the gates, into the higher education. And thirdly, the passport is ensuring that there is a resounding communication to every young South African about screening COVID on a daily basis. And at this moment, we have issued about 11.5 million passports to about 1.6 million students who are now on the system. So anybody wanting to enter a library, a classroom, or entering the premises needs to have a daily screening program in place before they enter. Exam, we have protocols right till invigilation of exams, noting down how much the virus can survive on a soft surface and human-to-human transmission or, the, or a surface-to-human transmission or a paper-to-human transmission, how much time of quarantine needs to be put in place right from number of people in the exam center versus invigilation versus the quarantine. So it's very minute pro- uh, processes that have been put in place but still, the virus seems to be very clever in 
and, and the fatigue of our own humans becomes a big challenge. And that will always remain. And we thank the media to continuously put COVID on the agenda of a, of, of a positive, of, of a strong communication and, 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 and concrete and, 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 and scientific communication that can reach to people so that we can start engaging them and have them with us because there'll be no way uh, anyone can fight this without us taking accountability as humans together on this virus. Dr. Aluwalia, final comments to all our people listening in across the country this afternoon. What would you like to say to them? I think uh, the Indian wave is, is brutal. It's sad. It's, it's devastating. You, what you see on pictures or news, and that's a reality. Uh, India is going through summers, and uh, this notion that the virus is seasonal is completely distorted. Virus is not a winter virus or a seasonal virus. The virus is also not related to any religion, color, race, or country or region. A virus is all interested in a human body. Uh, it is trying to survive by itself by moving from one human to the other. And it's only we as humans who can prevent in, the move, in, in letting this virus dictate its term from one, moving from one human to the other. And that's the simple reasons of wearing masks, maintaining social distancing, ensuring that we do not uh, in, indulge ourselves into irrational behavior, uh, we don't let fatigue join us in. Uh, and it's important that the young people look after the elderly because there's a high probability of them taking the virus to the old and causing uh, a lot of uh, dist- uh, seriousness of, of its impact. It's not true that the virus only impacts the old people or comorbid people. The virus has shown to affect even young people with comorbidities. And Indian brutal wave is a huge reminder of a very strong youth population being infected and also suffering from this pandemic. So I think the aim is to learn and the aim is to act uh, very, very responsibly and, and to learn that Indian wave is a reminder that the COVID is still around us. Dr. Ramnik Aluwalia, CEO of Higher Health. Thank you very much for joining us on the official drive on Lotus FM and we appreciate your time. God bless you. Appreciate it, sir, and God bless to everyone. Thank you. Lotus FM. Yeah. Yeah. Share the experience. Yeah.